All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here recording for our Wednesday, the 20th episode, uh, which seems crazy. We're just a handful of days away from, from Christmas holidays. We're a handful of days away from, from Christmas itself. It's hard to believe we got a, I guess, maybe it feels a little more like Christmas now. We got a half an inch of snow on the weekend, so maybe Finally. it feels like snow. I don't even know if it's even half an inch. It might, might be generous, but um, we got just me and Armin here recording this week. Uh, Zach will be away, and then we'll be back recording in time for the championship uh, go-around next week following the Christmas break. Um, but Armin, uh, I know a big basketball term this last weekend. Basketball's a full swing, but we're looking forward to the Christmas break. But uh, how's, how's things been going? Oh, pretty good. So, yeah, with that snow, I have these, like, candy canes that you stick in the snow. Like, they have the spikes so that you can, like, have these candy canes down your lawn. And, man, like, I spent so much time punching holes into the frozen ground trying to get them in before (laughs) Christmas here. And then the snow came. And I was like, okay, I'm going to actually get them in the snow here so I'm not having to try and dig these up later on. And uh, I like was stealing snow from everywhere, trying to get enough snow that I could stab him into the snow, but it ended up working out. So um, the house looks beautiful, as my boy would say. <laughs> He's loving it. He keeps going outside. Wow, the house is beautiful. Um, so yeah, and then basketball, man, like um, we're doing pretty good. We got second in our first tournament we went to, and then. Uh, we went down to Regina, which is always really, really tough teams, really good competition. Um, it Regina is just a different dog and when it comes to high school athletics, and it's always a great competition. And we did really well there. We ended up getting sixth place out of eight teams, which doesn't sound great. But when you consider, I had never won a game at that tournament ever before this weekend. I feel pretty good about it. Ended up winning a game, and it was a blowout. Beat the team by uh, 40 points, I think. 40 or 30. Get that little checkup on the old calendar. Yeah, so (laughs) felt pretty good. And then uh, our other two games were super competitive down to the wire for both of them. A few things go our way, or we miss a few less layups, and we win the games in those types of situations. So really proud of the boys. My basketball season been going full swing, but ours is a little bit different. My grade eight basketball on Wednesday nights is a little bit different than than your travel teams, but it's been good. Been good having fun doing uh doing basketball again, which is which has been great. But how's the fantasy teams looking, Armand? Oh, pretty there. good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking good right now. Um, actually, I think every single one of my uh, redraft leagues, I'm still alive. I'm into the semifinal um and then dynasty i've been booted out though uh i uh didn't make playoffs for the one and then the other one where i do have a contending team it just kind of one week of stinker with derrick henry and saquon barkley and that's it i have both of them on my team and neither of them really produced and that's the that's the year for me so but uh, really happy about my redraft teams all being alive right now. Yeah, we we talked about it last week on the pod. I made every every league I was in made the playoffs except for one. <clears throat> but that one we're probably gonna win 
the extra first round pick. So we're like, we're competing for it and we've locked up the one-on-one. So for a redraft, um, a rebuilding team, like it was as good as we could get for that team. But I lost one league <clears throat> in, in the redraft, which was your, uh, or not your league, sorry, the a league that I commissioned was I'm with Zach. We both talked about how we both had a pretty good team. Actually, both of us have really, really good teams and just ran in like it was one of those weeks where the studs were not the studs and the random guys stepped up to the plates <laughs> and there's a lot of guys like c uh, ceh and you know those types of players that were winning people weeks and guys like studs like henry and eckler and that should be getting it done we're we're not so that but i'm fortunate every league i'm in i made the playoffs in i'm still in other than that one so my my dynasty team knock on some wood here. Hopefully all things considered, I'm not super confident in my matchup this upcoming week. Uh, he put up a massive, massive week of 133 and I put up 136. So, I mean, I would have beat him this past week, but it's, I'm not real confident. I'll just say that. And he beat Zach. So I was hoping I was going to be playing Zach in this one, but he <laughs> beat Zach this past week in the quarterfinals. So I'm going to try and seek some revenge here for Zach in the, in the semifinal matchup. So, Oh yeah. See how, see how things go on. I got a tough matchup in your league too, actually. Me and like it seems like the only trades that have ever been made in the history of that league have been between me and Gerald. We're the only two guys that have ever made trades. And now we're playing each other in the semifinals. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Yeah, you guys will go at each other there a little bit. Speaking of the the one oh one, that's I'm hoping you're gonna let me know after we record here, but I'm hoping I'm in the running for that one oh one and that one dynasty league. I didn't make playoffs. And then I got I to gotta toot my own horn here a little bit. Thursday night, Jordan, I'm texting you, and I'm looking for advice here. I'm like, oh, man, like in staff league, I yeah. have Nico Collins and Jaden Reed, both very questionable going into the weekend. And I got no other wide receivers to start. Uh, well, I had one on the – two on the bench. <clears throat> so I was like, if both are out, I'm screwed. If one's out – I'm in tough here and like my bench wasn't looking very good. So I was like, do I play Josh Palmer Thursday night? Jordan's like, no, you don't do it. You gotta, you gotta leave it. Yeah. I, I did like, not believe in Easton stick one bit. Yeah. I didn't, didn't too much either, but I was like, he's the only guy in town right now. And I got to throw up a hope and a prayer here because I don't want to go into my first into Sunday without any or with one starting receiver short and needing to have pick someone off waiver wires because the waiver wire was just thin so i did the ballsiest decision i've ever made in fantasy football and i played josh palmer and ended up paying off <laughs> yeah his 79 yard touchdown real bad really bailed you out there <laughs> yeah i know that's <laughs> no, all right hey, that's the way she goes we were uh we were talking about after i was like oh sorry i haven't told i i should have maybe told you to start him but i, I was not confident in that when you're like oh don't worry i did anyways <laughs> so it, i didn't feel as bad after telling you to uh shut her down there so yeah we'll uh get things going here with a quick question of the week i'll hit the drop and we'll get things going time to find out So we talked about it. Tough week for some people, the quarterfinal matchups. And the way playoffs go is only half the people are moving on. So half of you are out, half of you are in the semifinal matchups. So the way she goes, the way playoffs go. So some of us are in full tw- full tilt mode where you had like your super team or your team looked unreal. And on paper, the, you know, the matchups weren't even close. The, you know, the spread was 
where we, you were going to dominate. And then some of those big guys didn't hit. And some of those big guys are getting pretty old, or maybe you're so frustrated with them that you're like, you know what? You are on my do not draft list. So we're giving ourselves here a second to vent. And we're going to talk about some guys that are on our do not draft boards moving forward for next year. And, uh, Harmon, the funny thing is, I was looking at your answers here, and I know the one answer is legit, and the second one answer is for a good little giggle, but the funny part is, he was like all over your draft board at the start of the year. You wanted him big time. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of, like, true. So, I'll let you go first. All right. Well, first off, my dud of the week was actually the original one I wrote down, and when I talk about dud, I'll, I'll talk, explain why. The The first name I wrote down is if I was a JT owner this year, then it would be JT. I didn't draft JT. I did not expect him to have a big year this year due to the everything going on. And I didn't really want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. And I'm glad I didn't. But if I was someone who drafted him thinking I was being sneaky and getting something huge and then never being able to play him, I'd be pretty mad and I probably wouldn't be drafting him ever again. The other name, like you said, you know what? I was going through all the teams that I have, trying to find a guy on the teams that I currently have sitting on my phone here. And I was like, you know what? I I would draft all these guys again in the right ADP, you know? And I was like, there's no one here that I'm really tilting on. And then I saw, and I was kind of flipping through my phone after I'd finished the docket. And I saw an article about Kadarius Tony, And I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I drafted him. He was all over for me. I was trying to buy him a dynasty, all of that. And then just terrible, terrible season. And yeah, he's not on a single one of my rosters, even though I probably drafted him in every single league. So that's just kind of got to tell you. Yeah, Kadarius Tony, enough said end there he was um he was on my possible keepers list for your keeper league i'm so so thankful i didn't keep him i kept rashad white instead <laughs> oh man what a what a revelation that's been i could only imagine if i would have burnt my keeper pick on on him he would have been on the waiver wire too sweet so yeah that's good um yeah you you mentioned that yours was like your dad too <clears throat> i kept mine in here because like, i'm going to talk about two duds like my dad of the week is derrick henry I thought, you know what, this also fits the bill here talking about do not draft. And unfortunately, that's just where I'm at here with Derrick Henry. This has been such a, such a frustrating year for him. And last year we talked about, oh, you know, the wheels are going to fall off. This will be it. You know, Derrick Henry, he's going to be done. Uh, this will be that, you know, whatever. But he had a great year, a really good year. And it was like, okay, is this going to be year? It's going to fall off. Well, I don't know. You know, things are clicking. The offense looks good. This is like their last go around to try and win a championship. Maybe we'll draft him again. And this is one of the lower ADPs he's been in many years. So Derrick Henry ended up being on quite a few of my teams. I had him in Dynasty in a couple, and then I have him in a redraft or two. And it started out good, 12.9, 17. And then he had a two-week against Cleveland, but it's Cleveland and that, like, you know, Cleveland's defense is very good. Then 23 against Cincinnati, Baltimore 18. And then it was like, okay, maybe we're okay here. We're fine. Like the the rushing yards weren't great, but we're getting touchdowns. You know, he had one <clears throat> one week where he had 
75 yards and a toddy, perfect, 17 points. The next week, then he had two points, not great. Jacksonville, four points, not great. Then Carolina bounced back with two tutties. But the rushing yards weren't necessarily there. He had a 20-point week, but he had 76 rushing yards. Okay, but two tutties, great. Then the next week, he smashed against Indianapolis. Awesome. Miami had a good week. Primed up, perfect for the run. Now, Houston, awesome, awesome matchup for Houston. He gets 17 touches for a total of nine yards. Sorry, 17, 16 rushing attempts, nine yards, four touches on receptions, one total yard, like three fantasy points. And for the most part of that game, he had like one. He had like 14 rushing attempts for zero yards. <clears throat> this is a guy where I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. I He's going to be going into his 30-year-old year, year eight, on a team that is not going to be good next year. They don't know who their quarterback is. They're so like, I'm out. And I know this upcoming, like I, I said it, you said it, we all said it. This fantasy matchup for his playoff run is going to be unreal. He gets Houston twice and Seattle, which are like Houston is I think top six. And then Seattle is like top four of worst run defenses in the NFL. It just seemed like unreal. And now going to my semifinal matchups, I survived one. I survived one league where I have Henry <laughs> and I just don't know if I can put him in. Like, and you know which team I'm talking about. I have, I have, I'm pretty stacked. So I have options, but like, how do you just Derek Henry against Seattle? Seems like it should be a smash play, but man, three points kills you. You cannot get three fantasy points in your semifinal matchup. Yeah, no, it, it decimates you. Like you can, you're going against the best teams in your leagues. Like you can't have a, a dud on your on your roster during these weeks. You got to make critical choices. And when it when it comes down to it, like yeah, you can't take those risks when it's it's that small of uh, points that he could be giving you. It's it hurts you. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away here. When we get to your sit of the week. I will ask his question again, your sit of the week or my, I will never draft player again. So we'll get there when we get there, but I'll give you some time to think on that one. Cause like that's, I have both those players on my team and both of them are like, I don't want to start either of them. So, <laughs> and also your do not draft player GT on that team too. So like, Oh boy, like we're in a pickle, like we're in a real pickle, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. So maybe um, it's finally the fall of your dynasty. Oh yeah, no, I, I know you want to, because then you can get the one-on-one here, but I want that <laughs> that champ, champ, champ dynasty run here. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, three-peat would be pretty incredible. Yeah. Um. Well, should we get into some uh, insiders and headliners? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll keep this one short and sweet, and then we'll get to the good stuff. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. Talking about big names disappointing. What a tough year it's been for Jamar Chase. The slow start with Joe Burrow, then losing Joe Burrow, then having some good weeks with the backup quarterback, and now going down early in your quarterfinal. Well, I guess it wasn't that early. I think it was around, was it halftime? Maybe shortly after halftime. I'm trying to remember uh, from that game. Anyways, sprained AC joints, expected to miss at least one week. So for sure, missing your semifinal matchups, unlikely to probably play in your championship week. Um, even if he does play, do you have the confidence to play him? Unlikely. So <clears throat> for all fantasy purposes, uh, Jamar Chase's season is over. 
Another tough one, CJ Stroud. And this one just rolled across not even five minutes before recording here. CJ Stroud is likely to miss a second straight game this coming week against Cleveland due to his concussion. <clears throat> so another missed week. Semifinals. Would have been a tough match to begin with against Cleveland. Uh, but then you already have the confidence for uh, him to play against. Um, trying to think who they have. Oh, it's the it'd be going back again and playing um the names hold on cleveland well it's cleveland this week i'm trying to remember who they play the following week oh uh tennessee tennessee thank you yeah we just talked about that with derrick henry thanks um so like that matchup's a little bit better obviously than the cleveland matchup but you have the confidence of playing them in your fantasy championship if you make it who knows like that's a a tough decision to make um Falcons are making a change in quarterback again. Uh, they're making the switch uh, back to Taylor Heineke again. That was a disaster. That was like mind-bogglingly bad football. <laughs> you could have gone into the game for 43 cents. So, I mean, we'll just leave it at that. That's how bad that matchup was. <laughs> I was expected to be not good. Uh, Geno Smith missed the Monday Nighter. If you were watching that one, um, Drew Locke went in and actually like did the job. Unbelievable uh, touchdown pass to to a JSN there to, to ice the cake with 43 seconds left. That was quite the, uh, quite the catch. <clears throat> uh, Sky Moore on the IR, his season's over. This one sucks to Keaton Mitchell. He was kind of a hidden gem off the waiver wire. I yeah. know Armin, you were a big fan there, but if you watch the video or the replay, uh, if you haven't watched it, I'll just tell you, don't watch it. It's quite gruesome, uh, but oh, he's a nice. season ending ACL injury. So yeah, that, that one sucks. As soon as, I saw him plant that leg and like go down. I was like, oh, man. What you like, if you watch the sideline, their reaction, it's like, oh my God, it's bad. Like, even no, if you I didn't, didn't see what the sideline did, all the sideline's reactions were like, oh my God, oh my God. It, it, it was like, oh yeah, this, this isn't good. Yeah. And then he like, he just laid there, not moving, holding his knee. Like, he knew too. Like, oh, and that, that sucks for the guy. Cause like, he was, yeah, just, breaking out finally starting to take over the majority of the carries in that backfield too and then goes down yeah feel no, bad to, for the guy back to square one again <clears throat> yeah. and i uh, this one's probably bought him in every single league i'm in well yeah and even like that dynasty pickup you got him in like that's yeah. a sneaky pickup Oh yeah, he'll be one back. to uh one to monitor Trevor Lawrence he is currently in concussion protocol because he are uh, in the Sunday night football game. So he has a little bit extra time later, like a long, it was later in the week, sorry. So he has a little bit less time to recover from this injury. Uh, this upcoming week, uh, they play the three o'clock game. So that sucks for decision-making because if he is questionable right to the deadline, it is a really good matchup against Tampa Bay. Their, uh, their pass defense is not good, but you're going to have to make some start decisions because like, there's a Thursday game, there's a Saturday afternoon game, a Saturday night game, and then there's your Sunday noon games. Then you have your Sunday three o'clock games. So there's a lot of like quarterbacks you could be playing while you're still waiting to find out about Trevor Lawrence. So not not awesome. It sucks, it, but you got to wait and you got to do what you can to do. So um, that's one you'll have to be wandering throughout the week and, and hope for the best there. Other than that, I mean... 
that I'm looking at so some of the reports, minor stuff here, nothing too major that's super fantasy relevant other than maybe like Aaron Rodgers saying, yeah, his season's done, which was, I mean, a lot of us <laughs> could have told that anyhow, but um, well, let's get into studs and duds, I guess. We'll just get into the good stuff here. Um, this was, like we, we said, Armin, this was a weird week. Like there was a lot of studs. There were some guys that put up some massive, massive, massive fantasy points but it came from players that weren't your stereotypical like boom players. So like I looked at our DFS league, a lot of these players that put up massive points were undrafted players in our DFS league because nobody expected these players to like <laughs> the one, well, I'm, the one I'm still racking my brain on was the Jalen Waddle one. Like he was my sit of the week last week. And we talked about yeah. that in depth about that matchup. And to yeah. me, like there was just no chance I could have seen this one coming or could I've ever like thought possible that without Tyreek, with that defense, that he was going to put up 28 fantasy points. But he did. And it's just like, how did that happen? And you're sitting there like, oh man, I'm an idiot because I told that that's my city of the week. But everything pointed in that direction. But that was just the type of week it was. All the players that shouldn't have done did good did good. And all the guys that should have did good did terrible. Like all the studs were duds and the duds were studs. That's just what, <laughs> what it felt like. So anyhow, we'll we'll start things off here because your player is kind of like the guy I talked about last week, where it's like, okay, he's, you know, ho-hum name. But then you look at the stretch around he's been on, it's been really, really good. And that's the same with your player. If you look at his last four or five games, he's been on a serious roll and, and trajectory is the, like the sky's the limit for this guy as he's rolling through fantasy playoffs. So I think, I think this is probably the stud of the week, all things considered. Yeah. He's the stud of the week and he has a great opportunity coming up playing against the LA chargers next week to be a stud again, two weeks in a row. And that's James cook um, of the Buffalo bills. Like, he went off on that Dallas defense, and that's a good defense, too, to go off on. And he had 36.1 fantasy points. He was RB2 on the week, only behind CMC, who we expect to do it every week. He had 25 carries, but still, like with that volume, averaged seven yards a carry, putting up 179 yards on the ground and one touchdown. And then he also had two receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown as well through the air. So James Cook went off. And like you said, yeah, he's starting to show what he can do at the NFL level. And like they're they're figuring out how to use him properly in a way that um, showcases his talent. Um, they've always had troubles getting their RBs going in Buffalo. But finally, they've figured out how to use this super talented rb he's not a bruiser by any means he's pretty slim he's easy to take down but he is quick and he's got hands and they're using that to their advantage and using it in their own game the way they should be well and the funny thing is too like you said he got one on the ground one through the air latavius murray had five carries 11 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well and josh <laughs> allen also had a had a red zone carry for a touchdown so like that could have been two touchdowns like Josh Allen's going to run one in. Okay. I can't really take that one away from him, but Latavius Murray has no business punching one in there. That very first touchdown like, <laughs> that could be James cook TD number three on the week, yeah. which would have been like nuclear. He had, I think he had a total of 200 and was it 215 all purpose yards or something like that, or something very close to that. At least like, yeah, he yeah, had a big week, like that. big week. 
Um, <clears throat> I put two here, and they are two names that all they both have something in common. They both got three touchdowns on the week. The first that one trick. is CMC. Like, really, CMC, you see that coming. Like, CMC is CMC. There was a prop bet, bet boost on Bet365, and it was, like, money line for San Francisco, McCaffrey, 100 all-purpose yards, and him getting three touchdowns. And it was, like, a massive, massive bet boost. Like, plus, I can't remember, it was plus, plus 975 or plus 875, something like that. Like, a big bet boost. And I'm like, there's this... What's the chances CMC gets three touchdowns? Like we're talking about an offense that's clicking. Debo's getting a ton of touchdowns. Like they're moving the ball. Like what is the chances CMC gets three? And he got three early. Like that third one was like end of the third or maybe early, early fourth. Like he was moving the ball. Uh, and he had a huge, huge week. 39.2 fantasy points. Uh, he had two receiving touchdowns. He had one rushing touchdown. 115 rushing yards and 72 receiving yards on five receptions. Like he had a monster week, but that's something that we would all consider CMC is very capable of doing. And we've come to expect from CMC this next week against, <clears throat> against Buffalo is a bit of a more difficult, or not against Buffalo, sorry, against Baltimore is going to be a challenge. And if you can get through that one on the Monday night, Christmas night, 7:15 might be a lot of grouchy people on uh, Christmas day here, based on the <laughs> fantasy playoffs land. But if you can survive that, he has Washington on New Year's Eve, and he is going to smash that matchup. So if you have CMC and you make it through the semifinals, congratulations on your championship because he could get four that night. <clears throat> but the one I want to talk about, about that could win fantasy championships and is realistically, well, I think he is right now. I have to, I'd have to vet this before after I'm done talking, but... um could be the number one fantasy tight end down the stretch. And I think he actually is the number one tight end currently is Sam Laporta. That game against, um, against Denver was so unpredictable because I didn't know what to expect against that Denver defense. They have been shutting out very, very, very good offenses and they've been clicking. So I was concerned as a Lions fan, what was going to happen. And Laporta really shut that down big time. He had three receiving touchdowns, 56 receiving yards on five receptions. This is a guy like that offense clicks around him pass. Like they, they really run around that, that um, like what I would call the level routes where he kind of cuts underneath. And then the, uh, and then uh, Amon or St. Brown can cut over top or they have those choice routes. Like Laporta is going to be a winner like he's going to be a league winner if you got him uh this next matchup against minnesota is going to be a really nice one the next week against dallas is a tougher one but there's no way you're going to sit sam laporta in, in that matchup so he's a player where i'm really happy especially in that play action offense they run the ball so hard that they will have to load the box and those linebackers are coming downhill it just opens them up over top and behind that linebacking core He's been awesome to watch as a Lions fan. And if you have him in fantasy, which I am so, so upset that I have him in not one league, like 0.0 <laughs> league. So I have Sam Laporta. I tried to get him in so many leagues. Dynasty was impossible. It was so hard. Uh, he yeah. was going pretty early, um, like early second. So I didn't really, unless I was going to take him in the 106, which is just way too rich for, for him. And then every single time I was trying to pick up a late round tight end, all of a sudden he was gone. So I just, literally don't have him a single league and that's really really frustrating because he's been unbelievable like super super good yeah he he is a tight end one you are correct about that and i, I think it's by a bit now too is it not 
Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure how far away. It's TJ Hawkinson's the next one. So let's look at. Oh, the, he's up on him by six points. Yeah. Yeah. One, so 169.7 is Laporta. 163.7 is Hawkinson. And then uh, Kelsey is 62.9. And then there's a drop to 150, which is uh, George Kittle. So it's been a good year. Like, I, I don't see Kelsey finishing tight end one. I don't. Like, just the way that offense is clicking, the way that Kelsey has not been typical Kelsey, you know, a menace downfield or, or yak yards. I just don't see him being the one where there's guys like Hawkinson that can rip off a 70 yard catch or, or Laporta putting up three touchdowns a night. Like <laughs> even Kittle, like Kittle might catch him at a 12 point gap with two games left in the fantasy season. Hell, even David and Joku on the stretch he's on right now at 132 oh. wouldn't surprise me if, if that's, uh, you know, caught him. Yeah, and Joku so. could be a, a league winner as well. Yeah. He's, he's well, we talked about him last week. He's been a revelation with, uh, with a backup quarterback. It's been, yeah. it's been night and day. It's been awesome, but oh, Joe Flacco. Yeah. Well, let's, let's stop. I guess we could talk about some of the good players as much as possible here, but let's, let's pivot to some of the bad names. This, I put Derek Henry in here. I talked about him enough. He sucked. He was so bad, but you talked about yours there, Armin, then I'll wrap up with mine. Yeah. I, I drafted this guy for the first time ever this year in redraft. Um, just kind of the way it falls. I've never been able to really get him, never been in a good spot to pick him. That's Austin Eckler, and he put up only 5.8 fantasy points this week. Nine carries for 29 yards. It was bad, and it, he hasn't been looking great since he came back from IR. He's had a few big weeks that has been solely volume that has been giving him that those big weeks, especially in PPR. But like he, like, I don't know if he's fully healed from his injury that put him on IR in week one or two or whatever that was that he got injured. Cause like, man, he, he doesn't look explosive at all. Would you agree, Jordan? Yeah. Well, it doesn't help too, that they're trying to figure out which receiver which rb is going to be their best moving forward like now that they fire brandon staley maybe they go back to just feeding the best running back like he's playing for a contract which is the most frustrating part for him but he just doesn't look like himself and it's, i think part of it too is like the offense has been so bad but i mean still yeah. like when you're getting 20 touches you're getting 20 touches yeah well and it's like it's infuriating every time you see josh kelly and spiller come back onto the field and that's like oh like keep Eckler in there and it's uh yeah but yeah he but then I I watch him and I'm like yeah he's looking kind of slow he's not looking explosive anymore so yeah it'd be interesting to see uh how he finishes the season he's got Buffalo and Denver going for the the rest of the uh fantasy playoffs so hoping that he pays off for me here and that he doesn't end up back as a dead next week yeah I'm I don't think I don't think I have him in any leagues I'm alive and actually no in your league I do and I've put him on my bench just because I I would rather see him go off on my bench than have him put up another two point game because <laughs> woof that's just woof my stud or sorry my dud uh, my apologies if you have him I just don't know how you survive this week because we talked about him being a smash 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 league winner set up against Carolina Indianapolis and Chicago three of the worst run top five worst run defenses in the NFL and against Carolina in a rainy day, it should have been like, Oh my God, he is going to smash. And they got him to the one yard line. They gave him one touch. 
they lost the yard, and then their only touchdown went to Cordell Patterson. Bijan Robinson <laughs> got negative fantasy points. He had seven carries for 11 yards. He got three targets, one reception for three yards, and he had a, f- a fumble. So he finished with negative 0.1 fantasy points. So if you survived the Bijan week, good luck, because I feel bad for you. That was uh, really, really, really bad. And like you, you just can't put him in your lineup. You can't. Like I don't know how you would have the confidence, and maybe you don't have confidence. Maybe you're just being a blind, blind to it if you if you finish through. But yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, starts and sits, and then we're uh, we're done for week 16 semifinal matchups and headed to the championship. So Armin, you want to take us away? All right. So my start of the week is uh, David Nojoku. If uh, you you haven't been starting him and you have him on your team, you gotta be starting him unless you have like Laporta, Hawkinson, or Kelsey on your roster. You gotta start Najoku. Um, I would even consider flexing him if you got one of those other top options because man, it's even going off. Especially if you're in PPR, he got ten receptions this last week. Like, yeah, David Najoku, start him. He's yeah, against Houston, weaker defense against tight ends too. You'll like this one, Armin. My start of the week, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> um, I just, I think this is going to be a big week for the wide receivers. Obviously, this all hinges on, on Trevor Lawrence playing. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the worst defenses, top four defenses, giving up fantasy points to the wide receiver, 25 average fantasy points given up to the wide receivers. Now, this is going to be an offense where the targets aren't spaced out as much as they have been in the past. Zay Jones went up with a hamstring injury. Um, we're missing still Christian Kirk for his, I think it was ankle injury or knee injury. I can't remember exactly what he ended up with. Uh, so now there's not as many wide receivers left. I think you're mixed with Agnew and Calvin Ridley, and then obviously tight end as well. Um, but like, I think this is going to be a big week because they give so much fantasy points up to wide receivers and they're so good against the run. They have that little bit of a runnel funnel, or a funnel um, defense to the uh, wide receivers, lots of quick slants. Um, then they do give up the deep play uh, periodically where I think that might be an Agnew play, but I'm expecting Calvin Ridley to be North of six receptions, probably seven receptions on the week, um, seven receptions for 95 yards. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I don't know if that's maybe high on the yardage, but maybe even gets a cutty in there too. might be a nice of the week. So that's a guy that I'd be looking to put in my starting lineup. I know it's a risky one, but um, I'm playing the numbers game here uh, with vacated targets as well as uh, a poor defense. So um, coming back to our question, Armin, your sit of the week versus Derrick Henry. Who are you picking? Oh, I think due to matchup, my sit of the week. My sit of the week is Saquon Barkley. Um, He's playing Philadelphia, who hasn't been looking great of late, but is still a good defense against the run. They're weak against the pass. Um, so it's not a great matchup wise for the New York Giants who kind of rely more on Barkley. Hey, but they did just get a new DC who's an idiot. So take that (laughs) into considerations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Philly needs a win here. So I think, uh, they're going to come out flying and Barkley's going to be shut down. If you want the win, you got to shut down Barkley in that offense and, and let them beat you with other things. So. I'm going Barkley. I just want to see them lose just because I want to see um, Matt Patricia get fired. 
I I hate him so much, and I love the fact that they lost that game because of Matt, Matt Patricia's defense, and probably not really because of him, but you got to put the blame <laughs> somewhere, and I hate him so much. So oh, suck on sure, it, Matt Patricia. It I hope him. Philly loses again. I hope it's your fault. I hope Saquon dunks on you. I mean, it is Patricia's fault, right? Like, all yeah. they had to do is stop Seattle from scoring a touchdown, and yeah. they got a big He's touchdown. Yeah, you, yeah, you had to stop Drew Locke. You couldn't even do that, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Um, my set of the week, I got a bounce back week here for New York Jets. They are still, even though they got dunked on by Miami, they're still the number one defense against wide receivers. This is a team that is struggling to find their identity at quarterback position. They sat Sam Howell partway through that game. Maybe they sit Sam Howell again in this game. Terry McLaurin did have a good week last week, which is why I'm thinking like some people will be like, hey, you know what? Uh, Scary Terry, let's throw him in my lineup. No, not in your semifinals. Um, he put up 23.1 fantasy points, which is great. Excuse me, 12 targets, six receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. He's not doing that against the Jets. Like, if he does that against the Jets, I'll eat my words. I'll spin the wager wheel. I'll punish. I'll, I'll do something because it's just not going to happen. Like, this is not going to be another Jalen Waddle incident here. But anyhow, any uh, closing remarks here, Ern, before we wrap this one up? Hey, let's go into fantasy leagues, people. All right, everybody. Enjoy your Christmas break. Thanks for listening. Uh, On behalf of Zach, who's not able to be here, Armin, myself, take everybody, and let's talk soon.